was the classiest. Now it's mint. <laughs> I had the most chaotic. I <laughs> I got to set up my office for for COVID in my dining room. Okay, oh, that's so nice. it's the classiest room of the house. <laughs> it's also the closest to. Well, this is the cheap booze. The booze. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody that has tuned in already, go grab your cheap booze. We will be right back after this quick intro. It's Sunday, it's noon, which means you're sitting here with us. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Three Geeks podcast. At 1 o'clock, we will be inviting the scene snobs on, unless they try to push their way on here sooner, to uh, Team Matt Talk versus the scene snobs in an episode of Remake Revolution, where we'll be remaking Weekend at Bernie's. Classic. Classic film. I really hope Mick's partner has been doing his exercises because uh, he's going to have to carry Mick on his back. But uh, we are ready to go. But uh, no, we're not here for that yet. We're here to chat. And I want to make this picture public first. So John has officially started wrestling, and I have a debut of his first wrestling picture right here. John Orlando. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I know. I, I, I had three Your pictures to work with. I just need to have his head turned a little bit more, and it would be yeah. better. <laughs> John, I like the outfit. Thank you. Uh, that's that a good. Oh, um, so you know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Justin, do you really like spend time doing that? <laughs> uh, but ten minutes. It took me longer to figure out how to make your face look like Ric Flair's skin than anything else. Like, how do I get this to marry it? Because I've been tanning for fifteen years. John, can I just get a quick <laughs> woo? Woo! <laughs> you need to rock that coat that the 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 the, the robe, robe there. The yeah, robe. I do, man. If I had one of those robes, I would wear it all the time. As a matter of fact, if I may share, there's a. Uh, there's a retired wrestler who wrestled. Uh, he's in southeastern Ohio, but he used to wrestle all around the state and all around the Midwest. And he had a robe. And even though he's retired now, he still wears the robe around, apparently. Like, during COVID, he would go out with his robe on to get the mail. And just like, you know, and I'm like, that's awesome. I, uh, that's, that's good shit. <laughs> Two things. One, you need to grow the mullet. <laughs> he does. He does. And, and two... Does does your friend here, you know, like like put on his like tights and everything when he goes to get the mail? No, just the robe, just the robe, just the robe. <laughs> oh God, it's even worse. Breeze, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's naked and there's the robe. No, I meant <laughs> he's, he's he's like, like, what I meant. Situation, he's like, oh. <laughs> no, I meant he's just wearing regular clothes under the robe. Just, Jesus, John's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so chilly, so chilly. 
we have somebody joining us. Uh, Mike has decided to take a short little absence from the podcast, and Amit will be stepping up in his place for the next couple weeks. Amit, welcome to the Three Geeks podcast again. Hello, and I apologize <laughs> now and for the next until Mike rejoins. <laughs> preemptively apologizing you know the three geeks way get that out of the way yeah amit is caught up on he just caught up on season 10 of smallville which shows you where he's at right now in nerd culture <laughs> <laughs> he's working his way back uh, up uh amit I, is taking a page like book. he's gonna pre-pardon himself for <laughs> everything that he might do I, i'm i'm reading uh the second issue in the house of m that's it that's as far as I've gotten. So back in 1993, that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we just covered a little bit of that. Yeah, I just our, read The House our, of M. Yeah. Cold podcast. So, you know, we're, we're, we're right there with you. We're, we're, all, yeah. all right. we're all right here in the now. Yeah, WandaVision <laughs> definitely sparked that interest. Sorry. Yeah. yeah especially after the last episode. Uh, I haven't seen the last episode yet. Well, John, you're about to be Ooh, spoiled. Get rid of the spoilers. It's all right. I you know what I I decided to watch Batwoman instead last night instead of one. I'm Division sorry. Three. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to pardon myself for that error. <laughs> John, I, John, how is it compared to the first season? Because you know I like the first one. It's really, really. Bleh. Um, I just like the way that they train. Okay, on one hand, I appreciate what they did to get rid of Kate Kane. But on the other hand, how the new uh, – uh, what's her name? Ryan Wilder? Is that her name? I think so. Yeah. Like how she got the mantle of Batwoman is the stupidest idea ever. It is dumb. I'm like, that's what you're going to go with on this. Spoil okay. Just let it out. Yeah. Yeah. You want spoilers? Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. So Kate Kane's dead. All right. Oh. She's, she, they killed her in a plane crash, which I'm oh. like, okay, ballsy, ballsy. I like it, though. I like it. There's no way she's coming back. Well, hopefully. <laughs> Anyways. And so Ryan Wilder is a homeless chick living in her van down by the river. I'm not making that up. <laughs> I am not making that up. Don't you say that exactly? Like, down by the river. <laughs> and are we, are we saying like by river kind of river or? Like still in the city kind of river, kind of still in the city kind of river. All right, okay, just yeah. Wonderful. You know, she moved so, six hundred and fifty miles to become. <laughs> she, I don't know. That kind of looks weird sometimes. Yeah. So she she's the first one on the scene of the plane crash. She finds the bat suit and just takes it. And so now and she's going to be Batwoman, because you find out later that Alice killed her family. So. She's she's the new Batman. I'm like, so she just so you could just just buy the suit at a yard sale and you could be Batman. What the really? You know, I mean, if if I was a Chris Farley character and 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 I just found you know you know Batman's suit next to Bruce Wayne's corpse, I'd be like, hey, what the hell? You know? Yeah. You might, it, it, you might as well try it. I mean, you're 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 not doing shit now. Well, and then there's a lot of there's a lot of like um pining about she's dead and then like the old man her father's like oh, i'm not gonna give up looking for her no she's dead dude dude a plane crash dead she's not alive yeah did you see the body well didn't didn't oh. they get rid of that character simply because that actress quit yes yeah, yeah. So which was like, stupid they should have yeah. just recasted and then like okay 
because they've done it before. Just put a new new girl in there and go, hey, this is still Kate Kane. I know she looks different. She's got blonde hair, but guess what? That's her. Yay, move on. Hey, did you get a new haircut? I mean, yeah, that's I, I don't I don't understand why everyone is like, okay, this actor, like as soon as they play a part, from then on, that part is theirs. Like there's there's yeah. no there's no like James Bondian to like like hey, a bunch of people have been James Bond. Everybody understands that. Now James Bond is a different actor. It, it, it's not rocket surgery. The, the, your audience isn't so dumb that they can't get it. And and are you I, sure? Um, Saj, to answer your question, I didn't like the first Batwoman, so I'm probably not gonna like this one. I uh, um, I'm disappointed in all this because I I liked Kate Kane's character, which is one of the reasons I got so invested in the first season. I've had zero interest in going into the season two, and now that you tell me they just killed her character. I'm glad because what I was reading prior to this season is that her character was going to go missing at a la Bruce Wayne, which is already a plot device in the show. So if they were going to redo that, that would have been I mean, bad. But here's this the, is worse. Well, here's the thing, Jason. I really wasn't impressed with season one. I thought it was okay. And now we started season two. And here, here's the point. It took me the entire week to decide to watch it. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not really motivated to watch it. And I watched it last night and I'm like, it's okay. Um, the storyline, because they have the Bruce Wayne lookalike. I'm like, that's kind of cool. But the, the, the whole Kate Kane is dead was cool. But then the whole just handing off the mantle. And the most, the, most, the most interesting part is at the end of the episode, spoiler alert again, her lover reads a letter. Okay. And the letter is narrated. Obviously, you don't see it. It's narrated by clearly not. Uh, Ruby Rose. It is clearly not even close to her voice. I'm like, you couldn't get her to do that one last thing or find no. somebody that sounds like her. Like Neil Ross wasn't available to do a voiceover. Come on. Right? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's, that's so ridiculous. And then I'm just like, I don't understand how you got 10 dudes in a room, right? Like, they're, they're, they're like this. This is a good idea. We'll, you know, we'll do a plane crash. You know, it's like, and then some random bum finds it. Like, is she yeah. ex-military? Like, like are they? Like, can, she's a kung fu master, Max. She's a kung fu master. Ooh, does she have four like, If they, if they, if they make her ex-military, then you have the hey, you know, veterans are like, like you can, you can go the veteran route and 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 have that be a thing. And you can like that's a way to gain you know something. You can start. You can. Donate money. You can have a whole extra thing, and and they just just completely just glaze over that. Like they don't, they just move right past it. Okay, she you know, was. whatever. She I'm was. not. I'm not a writer. I don't get paid anything, and I just thought of that. So I just don't understand how is it the ten people getting paid actual money in a room can't can't figure that out. I think they should have found another actress to play Kate Kane or cancel the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm right. always down for changing actors. I I, I I've got no loyalty. Um, I said. They should change uh, Princess Leia. I was like, get Meryl Streep to play Princess Leia. Like, why not? Uh, but you know, we can't do that. Or, or here's here's another idea, and this is the idea I, I didn't come up with. My buddy came up with it. But okay, have a season while you're looking. If you felt rushed to find a new Batwoman, have a season where Luke Fox is Batwing. Yeah, and he could be out searching. Like Kate Kane's missing. We don't know where she is. He's out, you know, fighting in 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 char in, in place of her. For just a season, or hell, even a half a season, do you find somebody instead of just going, "Well, Kate Kane's out the door," and let's bring in Ryan Wilder, who, by the way, is not even in the comics. 
they retroactively stuck her in the Batman universe. I got a question, John. Do they um how does she get involved with uh, Luke Fox? Who? The new one, Ryan yeah. Wilder? Oh, um, well, it's real simple. She found the suit. She doesn't know how to use it. She puts it all on because, again, she's got to go avenge the death of her foster mother, by the way. Not really her biological mother. But anywho. There we go. So she's got to go avenge that. She wants to kill Alice. So, But she doesn't know how to use the suit. Wackiness ensues. She just presses buttons, and one of them happens to be, like, the GPS thing. And so then um, the sister, I can't marry that that woman and Luke and uh, Luke Fox. They see it on the back computer. They think she's alive. They go search for her. They find her. She tells her sob story, blah, 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 runs away from them. And then later she like turns in the suit to them. I would have been more OK if they had um, found a way to make Alice the one who picks up the uh, mantle. Because of what happens to her sister, sure. at least that would have made sense plot-wise. Mm -hmm. So she's like Diet Terry McGinnis, kind of. I want to see Sister Mary take take the mantle because she sounds like 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 the best character in the whole thing. Uh, like a freaking Watchman, uh, Watchman, freaking. Uh... <laughs> what was her name in that? <laughs> what was what was the chick's name in the Watchman? You mean Regina King? Yeah, like her, her character. Oh, her character? Oh, um. Sister, like Sister Soldier or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up, too. For the record, yeah, I realize she's probably not a nun, but it just sounds better in, mm -hmm. in my mind. She needs than, to be. I want a whole superhero group of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sister Knight. Yes. That'd be great. At bar. Yes. Oh, yeah. You that was one of the good things about Hunters, actually. I mean, like, oh my goodness. I can't believe they just ripped off Terry McGinnis's origin story. Like, oh, hey, I, you know, like, I found a bat suit. It's super technologically awesome. I don't know how to work it. And then you're like, oh, voice in the ear. Push this button. This is how you turn invisible. Like, I, that's, uh Sadly, <laughs> sadly, I like the season, first season enough that I probably will still watch the, at least the first episode of season two to see for myself. But, uh. It does not sound like anything I want to be a part of. Maybe, you know, like maybe there's like, okay, we've got this one bullshit episode to get past it. Like, here's the story. Like, don't mind this. And then hopefully it'll be good going forward. But I, I've never, you know, like the CW shows lost me after like Flash season three. Um, that's pretty much all I could stand. <laughs> I, um, I liked uh, Batwoman because it was more adult than some of the CW shows, which is what drew me in. But um, we'll see. Amit, have I you watched Batwoman? I watched the first season. That's about. It. Did you like the first season of Batwoman? I thought it built. I mean, the the towards the end of the season, it just got a little too crazy. Uh, the, the way that Alice is just well, that shit crazy. Um, just undersold it. it. It just was too off the rails for me at that point. I haven't seen the last two episodes. I've been waiting, so I have at least you know two more episodes to revisit. But uh, after uh, John, <laughs> after John's raving review, are you excited for season two? <laughs> uh, I, I will probably end up watching it at some point in time in the future. Just you do get you do get to see the Batmobile. Oh, the Batmobile is terrible. Great. I heard. Sorry, touch over. Oh Which no. Batmobile? Which Batmobile? Uh, the 2021 uh, Chevy Camaro. 
Batmobile. That's, uh, that's the one you're going to see. Do they, oh. Is it just a Camaro? Never mind. Basically. Basically, yeah. That's all it is. Is it? Is it a convertible? <laughs> no. Does it have shark repellent? No. <laughs> Does it turn into Bumblebee? No. Hold on, I'm pulling up the image, guys. That's what I'm all for. Well, hurry up. It does have missiles. you got to be honest. It has missiles, Dan. Does oh, that mean well, it? that's yeah. – it's Spy Hunter now. Like it's, 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 <laughs> you can buy a camera with missiles on it. Word. <laughs> it's through a breakaway bat cycle. It's the new theme for Batwoman. It's the, the Peter Gunn theme. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. It's, no. got a, it's got a hyper – yeah. It's got that's weak. That I don't like it. Sauce. Yeah, that's that's it right there. Man, that's low budget. That's the top of the road with some cones around it. I mean, I, I feel like I could build that. You know, like generally speaking, <laughs> the Batmobile always feels like something next level. You know, like you couldn't put it together. But I feel like it, you know, with five or six thousand dollars, I could make that if I had a Camaro. Like you already had the car for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, Max, I disagree with you. I feel like the Batmobile, it should be next level, but that looks like anything you could. You could go to Mark Wahlberg's Chevrolet and go, can I yeah. have a Camaro right there? And it's yeah. the Batmobile. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. You go to Mark Wahlberg's Wallaburger and find a Camaro in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. like, we, can make, we can make a sweet Batmobile here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, okay, you know what, though? Hey, at least they're making an attainable Batmobile, you know, because, like, you're not going to get the Tumblr. <laughs> You know, oh, like great. you're not going to be able to buy something like that. <laughs> so at least they made an attainable Batmobile. So really going for like just a slew of Batmobiles on the road now. Just like, please, let me get my Camaro and turn it into a Batmobile. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, I'm not going to be sad if I see more Batmobiles on the road. Okay. That's not going to make me happy. But if we're going that route, is 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 this like a, a, a coercion to make you uh, – to make, you know – Regular people, vigilantes. Then it's like you know, you just find a suit, you get a Camaro, and you're and you're Batman, or Batwoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, any, anybody can do it. You know, like it's you know, fine. You know, just go out my time. Under that, though, you, you do have to find the the suit is still technologically advanced, so you're gonna have to have somebody build that in the first place. I don't know if we're there yet, so that that's the only hindrance. Uh, yeah, unless, oh no, Daredevil's got superpowers. I was like, Daredevil wasn't rocking any suit, really. But, uh, you know, he, yeah. he's got superpowers. Under that logic, Dan, all you need is a black GMC van with a red stripe on it, and you too can be the A team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or you could have a van down by the river, and you're the Punisher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, the Punisher's got to get your whole family murdered by the mob, though. That That's not fun. Yeah. I don't think that's fun. Don't bring grandma to the reunion. We got things <laughs> brewing. I just, I just hope that when they were doing the writers' room for uh, Batwoman, they were watching old SNL episodes, and they're like, "We need her backstory." And then su uh, suddenly, Chris Farley comes on and talks about how he lives in a van down by the river, and they're like, "Brilliant! Something relatable! Brilliant! Let's do it!" Man, you know one of my favorite skits. Oh man. Yeah. Too too bad it wasn't one of the what other SNL skit starring Chris Farley would have been better is I think the one where he's on the Tokyo Game Show where they cut oh. the fingers off like that would have been better as a storyline. Here's what we'll do: we'll have the new Batwoman in a van down by the river. She's cutting her pinkies off because she can't she can't avenge the the death of her stepmom, you know, her foster mom. So now oh. she has no balance. 
<laughs> that's, that's the backstory for Rachel Gould, dude. Come on. No. Godzilla. 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 Uh, how do you guys feel about, okay, so like, you know, with all the craziness that happened down in Washington, there's a lot of guys rocking Punisher symbols. Yeah. Or, you know, like uh, with their MAGA stuff. And there's a lot of chatter about retiring the Punisher until that... until these guys like stop appropriating the Punisher for their own means. I, how do you feel about that? I don't agree. I feel like the Punisher is the Punisher, and as long as in the comic books he stays true to his character, like that, it doesn't so, matter what people do outside. But uh, like, how do you guys feel? Like, do you think so, that? So my opinion would be, have him do like a one shot three three issue piece of him just murdering any like domestic terrorists. Just have him go on a slew of like. How can they back a person that's just actively killing them in a comic book? They're like, oh, here. Oh, because <laughs> he's, they're he's taking you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I I don't like Agent that at all. Um, like the Punisher is my second favorite comic book character, and uh, yeah, I I don't you know you, you can get like like the 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 gun wraps you know with the Punisher logo and stuff. I just find that ridiculous. Anyway, um, I say. Uh, I agree with, with what Justin said. I think that would be a great one, uh, especially because you know, and again, I made the joke, but Paige and Garth Ennis, he would have no qualms about doing that because, well, A, he's yeah. not American, and B, he's the man. Um, <laughs> secondly, can't they just, can't Marvel make him in the Punisher 2099 outfit? Because that was jazzy. <laughs> Pain chair. <laughs> they're going to give him Ric Flair's robe. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go out and get get the paper with his big Punisher tattoo in in the robe, and that's it. Well, may, maybe maybe what'll happen is that all of these uh, all these folks are appropriating the Punisher symbol. Maybe they'll move on. Maybe they'll go to the Great Lakes Avengers. Maybe, yeah. you know, Big Bertha or Doorman. Oh, oh, not my West Coast Avengers, sir. No, no, no. Okay, no. What if, uh -huh. what if they made the Punisher like a flaming homosexual? Like, it was like a <laughs> and the speaker's podcast has been canceled. Thank you all for tuning in. Jeez. I'm not against homosexual. I'm just saying, like, that'll lose that crowd. Is all I'm saying. Can we mute him for like? Can we put him in a timeout? Like just a max uh, timeout. Put him in a corner. <laughs> this is what gets us ratings, people. I, I don't think him being gay hurts his story. Is all I'm saying. Something like this, man. Yes. Yes. Hey, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw that on one of my daughter's Facebook posts. But. <laughs> you know, the, the Punisher's just in there taking a big old D, and then, like, the mob comes in and murders his, 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 his husband and children. <laughs> I will avenge them. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, it, it works. <laughs> I, he, he's still as pissed off as the Punisher would be. You know, right. it, it's fine. Yeah. I think it would be I mean, better. I'm not sure what the relationship between him and Microchip are gonna is is gonna be, but you know, you know, is is, is there a thing there? Like we don't know. You play on the, you know, you can, that's a the. Is there, a, you know, like could they be in love? Who knows? I think you I'm all for. I'm all for the love. It's all good. I'm. I'm I think also too. You could work it that the Punisher and Microchip after the Punisher kills everybody, say at like an uh, uh, an insurance company, they then redistribute the wealth to the poor people. Well. Oh. You could have socialist Punisher. 
<laughs> oh, that, yeah, that would lose that crowd for sure. Yeah, interesting. No, yeah. no, no. He doesn't even even have to do that. He just gives free health care to people. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's, that's very that's all you gotta do. All your medical bills yeah. for the next ten years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like, I like it. We need to. We'll send these ideas into Marvel, and they can save the Punisher. Speaking awesome. of Marvel, let's uh, get into it. So we got the third episode of WandaVision, and um, let me throw this little spoiler alert up because you know we're gonna probably talk some spoilers. Spoiler for John. There's not a whole lot of spoilers for <clears throat> this show, really. I mean, you can't really spoil something you don't know what's happening. But um, I think that we're starting to finally figure some things out. With this show, and I think all the speculations that it's similar to House of M have been really hinted at in episode three. But uh, Max, what were your thoughts of the third episode? Uh, episode three is, is fun. I like, you know, I still like the aesthetic. Um, you know, they're moving through the uh, the sitcom decades, um, so now we're at Brady Bunch time, and uh, like I, there's a lot more weirdness in this episode. So I dug it, um, and and yeah, I think we get a little more clues as to what, like we're, we're finally they're letting us see what's going down. You kind of getting your head around like what is actually happening now. So I'm digging it. I'm still enjoying the show. Um, yeah, you know, like there's this was in color. So you know, if the, if the black and white really bothered you, um, that's that's over now. Uh, John, <laughs> uh, you take out your earbuds if you don't want a very minor spoiler. But um, I love the fact. That the baby came out wrapped in a blanket. Yeah, it was like fully clothed, not sticky. <laughs> it was a five-month-old child too. It was a big baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was amazing. That was a toddler. That was a toddler, not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's. I I thought the episode was more of the same. Uh, it's starting to make sense. I like the um, spoiler it Ultron name drop, and um, I missed that. When they said, um, when they're on the couch together, we're talking yeah, when about all, she said Ultron yeah. killed your brother. Mm. Uh, oh, that's, yeah, how did I miss that? Oh. <laughs> and anything that's bad in this series, like whenever something somebody starts to remember or starts to hint towards this not perfect universe, Wanda reminds it. So I think her subconscious is keeping them in this place. Yeah, so if you ever remember House of M, that's very much House of M as well. Yeah, yeah, House of M, she snaps because she remembers that she had kids that were killed, right? Uh, and she also killed some Avengers. Like, she killed uh, Hawkeye. Okay. And I, I don't yeah. think she was able to have kids. I think she wanted to have kids, and they showed up in House of M. Like, she created kids. Yeah. Because she, her and Vision weren't able to, if I remember right. Which is kind um, of like the, the storyline for the Vision, where he creates his own family mm -hmm. um, in, that, in that Tom King run. Mm-hmm. Amit, what are you thinking of uh, Marvel taking a chance with this show so far? Uh, I think it's it, it's great. It's a little quirky. It gives me a little bit of that Legion feel. There's still a lot of questions that are that are going around, and I, I actually love that history. Um, but you can actually, I, I feel like in episode three, you start to feel like uh, Wanda actually knows what she's doing to some degree. Um, <laughs> I think they started to allude to that, even though throughout the first two episodes, it was like, I'm not quite sure if she's just having a complete mental breakdown and has no idea what's going on. And but this last one, yeah. I think the people are trapped in there because we saw the lady leave. So this isn't just a dream. Like, there's actual people inside of this fantasy. Yeah. And they can't get out. 
And I like that we went into the real world, even if it was for a brief second at the end mm -hmm. or, you know, their real world. Right. So it still continues to be but, three. Is it just me or is it, of course, the black chick is the first one to get, get you know. She got evicted. Yeah, she got booted from the house like a big brother. <laughs> I mean, stereotypes, let's like, can we, can we, I thought, I thought this was 2021. Like, like, really? Outside, she's not dead. You see? Yeah. Fair. But to everyone in the universe, I think she's, she's dead. <laughs> Dan, did you catch episode three? Yeah, still hate it. Okay. <laughs> You're consistent. Uh, I appreciate that. Why this works in a comic book is that you don't have to watch the entire half-hour episode of stupid baby jokes. This oh, is I love, love E-E -E over and over again. Come on, man. I've seen that like a million times. That's why I love it, because they're making fun of it. No, I don't think they are, is the problem. <laughs> so but anyway... So the the Hydra commercial in the middle made me think that the Hydra is somehow involved. I don't know how yet, oh, but I think Hydra is definitely. Yeah, I am one hundred percent sure it's Baron von Strucker, who we saw in the uh, the Avengers yep. movies. Um, you know, who's who's running the show here? And I like what what I'm interested in is if she went to him or if he you know came to her and uh, and and you know like hey you like I know you're hurting right now, but uh, I can. I can provide you a world where the vision exists and you get all the happiness that you're missing out on. Amit, are you leaving comments saying that you have been meaning to watch it, but I have not? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just responding to Saj, the boss, uh, saying I have been meaning oh. to watch Titans, but I have not watched it yet. Yeah, right. we talked about it on a couple episodes ago. I really uh, dug okay. Titans. Well, since he uh, called... Oh, no, but, that's, that's not my name. I thought he was talking to me yeah. in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The lack of comma threw you off. We're not all talking about you, Max. No, 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 no. His punctuation is correct. I'm the I'm the asshole. It's 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 Anyway, uh Wonder Vision for me gets three out of three geeks. I I'm enjoying the run and um see I understand why Dan's frustrated with this show, but for me as somebody who likes sitcoms, I'm loving these tropes play out to an exaggerated form. And I, I eventually it's going to turn into a normal Marvel show, I'm sure. But um, I'm enjoying the ride so far. And Dan, are you sticking with zero out of three? Uh, this gets a point five because it has harsh. color. That's harsh. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm halfway between you guys. Like, I, I don't like sitcoms, but yeah. uh, like with this. I understand that it's not going to be forever. So like I'm I, I I can put my, my sitcom hate out of it and at least they're doing different <laughs> sitcoms every time. So you know it's like okay, this is more this style, this is more that style. So I can appreciate it. Uh I, I I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm gonna say like two out of three weeks on it. It's it's not that I don't like sitcoms, because I, I do. It's it's like I, I don't like the the exaggeratedness of you know hey we're gonna do this and it, it just seems dumb to me. I don't know how to, how to explain it exactly. It no, seems man. disingenuous. There you go. Well, well and the, like, <laughs> what I feel like though is that like for her to make it make this alternate universe work, like you know, with her powers, she's mm. got to do like that's why she went into a sitcom because like they're tropey mm. and things get explained away real quick, and mm -hmm. you don't have to. This is the only medium she could have this universe, you know, because 
you know, like, oh, this is just a thing, and everyone stops looking at it like right away, and everything gets solved in half an hour. And the sitcoms that she's been doing so far, the Brady Bunch and um, uh, I Dream a Dream Genie, are all extremely happy. They're always happy. Everybody's happy, right. smiling. Unless well, Jane gets hit by a football, but luckily we haven't seen that happen yet. What's a, what's a sad sitcom? What's that? What's a, what's a sad, what's a sad sitcom that hasn't been made in the last five years? Oh, yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> there, there's been that movement to cringe, which, you know, but that's that's relatively new. We've been shifting to cringe. Well, Jeez. come on. The, the, the office is all cringe. I mean, it, it, it's not like, ha ha, that's a funny joke. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like the office. I love yeah. the office. Or like Trailer Park Boys <laughs> or, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think cringe has become the new in, right? You you can't have these basic jokes because people yeah. just don't like them anymore. They, they find them too simplistic and you just can't enjoy life anymore. You have to be cringy. Exactly. <laughs> Amidst, what right. What would you give one division out of three? I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I would give it a three out of three right now. Uh, I still want to see where it goes. So I'll reserve judgment, but it's a perspective three out of three. John, you watched the first two episodes. Uh, that is correct. Yes. What is um, your three out of three rating for the first two? Oh, um, uh, I'm going to go two because I felt, I felt like there's potential there. I like what you know that it's something a little bit different, but I do think there's some problems with it. Uh, so I give it a two. Justin, have you watched it yet? Or are you just reading House of M? Uh, no, I've watched. Uh, I've watched all of it. Watching WandaVision sparked my interest in going back to House of M and reading through it. Um, I would say it's two out of three. I, I enjoy the the little sitcommy thing. I know it's, it might be hacky, but I, I enjoy it. It's, it's fun. Yeah, I did enjoy I did enjoy the Brady Bunch one slightly less than I did the first two, but I don't think that's I, I'm not to enough to. But I, I, I don't know. I like this one just because again I feel like it's actually moving the story. Yeah, the plot has been progressed. It's yeah, it, one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. I got a point five from Dan, so I mean it's doing its job. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yay for the moon. <laughs> some interest but uh, what I want to talk to you guys about is um, Marvel right now is deciding whether to move um, Black Widow yet again and Sony recently just pushed all their movies again what do you guys think of theaters push keep pushing their movies like should they at some point just make a decision and stick by it or really consider the streaming move Sony moved which movie like Morbius they moved everything Ghostbusters okay, if they don't put out Morbius I won't be sad like if they, if they <laughs> choose not to have that movie I'm not gonna cry about it. I want to see more because it's Jared Leto, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. super excited about that. That's <laughs> the only reason I don't want to see the movie, but I'm still gonna yeah. watch it. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like Morbius is just gonna be Venom again. Like, it's 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 oh god, Venom was such a crap. Well, movie. it can't be worse than the New Mutants. So we I rented a whole can. theater out for I that. Think it can. <laughs> Yeah, Justin, not Tenant. No, 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 not that. <laughs> New movies. I like oh, Venom. Venom was fun. If it was a movie that came out in the 90s, we'd all be raving about it. No, but like, yeah, <laughs> we're not there anymore, Jason. Yeah, I, would agree with that. No, I, don't, I don't like Venom as a character without Spider Man. It just doesn't make any sense at all. 
and that's and, a fair complaint. I'm just saying I had fun. Maybe hmm. had some fun in yeah, it. No. And then well, you know, like at the end, the big boss fight is just like two balls of goo rolling around. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, nah. I, I sorry to talk over you, but I, no, I just my my opinion on stuff is if something started evil and it's a good character and people enjoy it. Keep it evil. Like, I don't need Venom to be a good guy. I need Venom to be Venom and just do Venom things. And let's have that aspect of the show be about that. Maybe sometimes I, he wins. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm but, pretty sure that in the comics now, Venom's an anti-hero. Yeah. No, I yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. So you you don't agree with the entire Eddie Brock uh, pathway of becoming this anti-hero and actually feeling bad about everything that he's done and trying to make up for it in his own way. That's better. You. That that's better. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I like Venom as a villain, and and it's, it's hard to find good villains. So when you, <laughs> you kind of take them away, you know it's it sucks because now now who do we have? But uh, I I'm definitely more okay with the story of Eddie Brock and and you know okay yeah like he goes full circle and he comes yeah. around like, that's fine. But a you can't start you know like this is the first Venom movie, so this is where they're that's starting. True. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, and you still need all you need Spider Man to make Eddie Brock. <laughs> you do, you do, you absolutely do, and I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. You have to have Spider Man to create Venom. Without yeah. that, it's just ridiculous. Here's an Eddie Brock story that just randomly started from nowhere. Um, yeah, it just makes Me sense too. from that perspective. But I like the anti-hero perspective that they're giving all of these characters because you have to develop the depth now. You can't just have a villain that's constantly a villain anymore. Right. That's not a thing. Yeah, I don't like having to, you know, it's like, oh, well, I understand. You're like, I feel bad for him. Like, I understand why he, he turned into a mass murderer. Like, it's, <laughs> like some people like are, are fucking crazy. You know, like, like that, that, that's fine. You know, if he's just unhinged, I'm okay with that. Also, it's an alien life form that, 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 that you know, latched onto this dude. So if an alien doesn't feel bad about murdering 80 people, like, why would he feel bad about it? He's a fucking alien. Like, <laughs> First, I think we all, all agree that uh, Venom is better than uh, Wonder but now, Woman. Now the fucking, the fucking poor alien got touched by his priest on a different planet, and now we got to deal with the consequences. But, you know, oh, don't, don't. Don't feel don't feel so good about that. You know, it's like, oh my god. Max, don't spoil the plot of Alien Five, Dan. Go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> now, is the the push to the anti-hero now? Is that like the converse of the 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 superhero movies of the late '90s and early 2000s, where like Daredevil and all the shots of crosses and and he's like, oh, I'm not the bad guy, like like that that kind of thing. Is that is that some kind of natural um, evolution? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because even the bad guy is not the bad guy. We're all not the bad guy. Yeah, see, I mean, it's 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 just the the, the old seventies. Uh, um, I'm I'm fine. You're fine. See, it's <laughs> it's fine. Yep. Everything's great. Hey, he's ripping space goo. It's fine. He's just... <laughs> thirty children on a bus. You know, he's okay. <laughs> his his character arc will come around. But anyway, what do you guys think about these studios that keep pushing? Like, um, Black Widow has been pushed three times now. Like, should Marvel just give up and release it through Disney Plus, and uh, so that way they can move forward on all the other stuff that this is holding up? But is it holding anything up? Like, what's what's it holding? Because it isn't in a backstory. Like, what's it? It what's we it don't know. 
Yeah. Like we don't you know. know. It's definitely a backstory. It's definitely a backstory because uh, it's de- yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Black Wait, Widow's what dead. happened? <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't. I think that there's going to be stuff in here that's going to move on into Fucking episode prequel four. Prequel bullshit is what we're dealing with here. Um, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It may it may have some teaser of somebody who who we're going to get to know. But I mean, like Florence Pugh. I, I don't care. You know, it, it, like I, I'm not super excited about the Black Widow movie because you you, you put the shit out in the wrong order. Uh, you know, if if, if, if God, it's it's stupid. I hate prequels. I just hate prequels. That's it. Yeah. But Can I'm excited for Black Widow. I just wish they need to start making their minds. Like if they are going to release, okay, we're going to push the state, but we're finally going to release it. Like then just release it. Yeah, yeah I mean, like they're sitting there just waiting. Because you're killing the momentum. Like we're all at that point where I think we're just tired of hearing about Black Widow, and you don't want that in a movie. Like I, I'm get, starting to get tired of hearing about Ghostbusters, and I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah, I mean, at some point in time, one they have to earn money. The longer that they wait, I think that the spectacle, the the release, all that fatigue for that movie is just going to wane. It's just going to weigh on their profits, right? Release it. Do the exact same thing that they did with Milan, right? Do that premiere only thing. Let people pay for it twenty bucks, even though that's a ridiculous ridiculously high amount for something that you're going to probably invite three, four people to your home to go watch. So they don't have to pay for it, right? Um, But just do it. Just get it out there. Like, I I was going to rent that uh, the new Tom Hanks flick. Um, I don't know. He's a Western and shit happens. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There you go. And I, I, I go on the Amazon. It's like 20 bucks to rent this thing. And I'm like, ah, for just me, it's not worth it. No, so, like, you know, I mean, if if it was an actual ticket, like, you know, like I usually pay like twelve fifty or something. I don't know. Then then I'd say okay, but twenty bucks for just one watch, nah. Yeah, then, yeah, you're burning my my uh, my my space, my my uh, electricity. My like, yeah, yeah, my TV pixels. Like, you're not really getting me a whole lot of experience here besides just the movie, right? Well, see, like uh, Mick asked this to me on one of the casts I was on with him this week is how much would you pay for a movie? And with somebody who has three kids, if I can get a movie off Disney for what, 20 bucks, like a new movie? Okay, but I'm not paying for Milan. I'm sorry, Max. (laughs) (laughs) Black Widow has me. I would pay to see Black Widow, but I don't think I would go over, I would say, what? Four kids times I'd pay five dollars per person, so twenty bucks for the experience at my house. You got me. I'll rent it for forty-eight hours. But if they're gonna go more than twenty dollars, then it needs to be one. It needs to be owned. Once you yeah. buy it, you own it. And um, yeah, it's silly. Like Bill and Ted came out. I got to buy that movie. I loved that movie, and I feel really good about the money I spent on the new Bill and Ted. Um, I'm still hearing about Max and the money he spent on Mulan. I'll probably yeah. hear about that until the day I yeah, nah, decide to die. Terrible. <laughs> side note, side note, uh, I wanted to rewatch Weekend at Bernie's. You can only buy it. It's not streaming anywhere. And it's $15. Classic John, how dare you, sir? It's on Prime. I just watched it. Yeah, I don't have Prime. That's your fault, John. sir. <laughs> John, we're not hearing your complaints. John. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Like, 
Like, I'm going to watch this movie. Episode. I don't have Netflix or Prime. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to watch anything. <laughs> I told John. I said, dude, I will send you a Zoom invite. I'll share my screen. We'll watch it together, and we could talk through it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I gotta buy it. I gotta buy I did it. Not buy it. I ended up getting it from the library for free. So. <laughs> You went to a place, John, during COVID. How dare you? I went down listen, to the time and out. gave me a time thing out. with a tape in it. <laughs> John, don't be time outing us. You're not Zach Morris. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I cannot believe you're upset about this $15. Well, listen, I didn't you spend the $15. But I, 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 my point is. <laughs> 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 oh my god. I tell hey, hey, you. I didn't staring into my soul. I can have a robe like that. <laughs> that ear, man. <laughs> well, John, I, I thought about deleting it. I really did. Clearly, Hollywood is going to make the version that Team Steen Stomps puts out today. Um, and you can spend 20 and watch it at home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deal, Mick. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, John! What's up? We had an emergency right, meeting. You- <laughs> Casey and I had an emergency meeting today because you guys have been prepping all week, just talking to each other. And I was like, "Dude, we we gotta have more than one meeting. We gotta do something." <laughs> Nick, uh, John and I just talk to each other all the time. Yeah, anyway, they, 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 they say they're they're prepping. It's it's, it's just, they're just really good. Friends. Yeah, they're watching Weekend at Bernie's together. We do. John and I talk about everything: our taxes, what we had for lunch. Uh, John lets me know when he takes a nap, and uh, or when yeah, I'm we watching just, Charlie's Angels. We just practice <laughs> podcasting all the time on the phone. Would you be my Bosley? Thanks, buddy. You know what? That begs the question: Who is who in Charlie's Angels with the Three Geeks podcast? <laughs> I don't know their names. Well, I mean, big blonde, one first brown hair, second brown hair, Bosley, Charlie. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Bosley. <laughs> you are not Bosley. No, I think you're Cheryl you're Teague at best. I, I think Dan is Charlie. No, yeah, you're Bosley. You do most of the work. Dan is the second brunette. Jacqueline Smith. Yeah, of okay, course, Jacqueline. You know. Look at, look at Dan's face right now. I really appreciate I, I the, the puzzlement of his. He's like, I have no idea who these people are. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> I feel like for, for two, I'm Charlie. How dare I be the second brunette? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> you guys who have a show called Net Talk should not be putting down Charlie's Angels as hard as they are right now. This is true. <laughs> right. Charlie. He was legit. Like he was actually watching Charlie's Angels the other day. Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that well, wasn't a joke. The new well, yes. Are you going to be, are you gonna be my big. co-host on the Quincy MD podcast? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Max is looking at me like, what the hell is Quincy, yeah, Quincy MD? <laughs> Quincy MD. Yeah, now we listen. do Ironsides as well? <laughs> listen, Jacqueline Smith is the hottest one of those three. I don't okay. care. Farrah Fawcett's overrated. I mean, all they're right, all very pretty. So Danny and Everybody I got Jacqueline Smith. Hot take Orlando. Right. All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and send us to break now. And on the other side of the break, we'll be back with a fun edition of Remake 
revolution. Did I ruin it? Did I throw us the commercial by coming in? You sure did. Yeah. Now I'm throwing it a commercial anyway. Damn it, Mick, again. (laughs) (laughs) Recording. And on that point, we start the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, Trolls. God, we had one comment. I'm not going to get into it because it was really bad. But uh, the guy, the, the overall arching thing was, he's like, I really like your podcast. And he said a whole bunch of mean things about us. <laughs> he got like super racist. Is that the one you're talking about? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Apparently, I look Jewish, which I don't. You got to forward me this comment because I, I need a good yeah. laugh. But I deleted it, but I, I think I have a oh. screenshot. He did the right thing where he went to the uh, our, our group's uh, black ambassador uh, <laughs> and uh, he was like, should we, uh, I left it up for what, a couple of days, but then we didn't end up talking about it that week, so, so I was just like, we'll take it down. And Max like, leave it, it up was, so we can discuss it. And then we forgot yeah, it was super, it. super racist, but he was like, you guys are cool if you weren't so black and Jewish and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Uh, Is anybody in this room Jewish? Well, I mean, like, huh? he, that time that you wore the yarmulke, I mean, Fuzzy was on here. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I just remember waking up oh, and seeing that comment. I think it was like six thirty when I texted Max. I, I turned over to Liz. I was like, Liz. She's like half asleep. I'm like, you are like Jewish? Like, no, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, like, but he, like, he seriously. The first three sentences is all good oh, stuff. God. You guys are doing good. I like you. Blah blah blah. Except for oh, yeah, however, black dude on there, and your bald Jewish guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's just the great. most ridiculous thing. And yeah, I was like, yeah. man, like I'm bringing I, you guys down because I don't know who John Hurt is. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rondell, oh, yeah, me and Rondell <laughs> on here, like, that was a two out of two out of five is that was way too many black people, and then we got the Jews. Not even three fifths. Keep, <laughs> keep spinning that racial wheel, buddy. You'll hit one of the right arms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn Chinese on that fucking yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to, the we Korean guy's a jerk. <laughs> we are way the too Korean diverse. We need, to, we need to whitewash this podcast a little bit more. <laughs> That's what I've been yeah. saying. Yeah. Nobody listens. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Colin Trevorrow, I guess the first movie he made before Jurassic World had some really good storytelling in it. And then when Jurassic World came out, they saw that he could, you know, make a blockbuster and make money. So he, yes. they figured the two of those together would turn out something well. And then, like Mike said, his last movie tanked and with leia dying they've had to rework what was the last story movie? what was it last movie um, it was called uh something something dark side i don't know something, <laughs> something <laughs> murder i <Yeah>. am looking <laughs> into this max your thoughts uh yeah get rid of this guy fuck that dude fucking jurassic world the movie sucked like it's just jurassic park again fucking any fucking body can make jurassic park again steven spielberg already made it like all you gotta do is do the same shit oh no our dinosaurs are bigger and better this is jurassic park with a bunch of kids you don't want to know again but stuck in a giant ball thing the book of henry is the name of the film the book of henry i never even heard about this movie 
it's like it, some like the sequel to the book of Eli. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Look at, the guy's deaf instead. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> You go, you go through the whole thing like like people like screaming at him. <laughs> Henry, anybody? Get your book. Oh my god! Don't forget your book, Henry. <laughs> oh god, it's a fucking book. No, it's seat. it's a drama film or something. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> What's fascinating is, I guess, see, I like in the movie, I like in the movie too, Steve McQueen's first movie, big movie, I should say, Shame, with Michael Fassbender and Carey Mulligan. I waited to see that movie for a very long time. I finally got a chance to watch it. I was so disappointed because, again, all those people, I'm like, I hate all of you. I hope you all had horrible things happen to you. Like, I got no, no, there was no investment because I'm like, Michael Fassbender, you and your penis, terrible. You're terrible penis. <laughs> the moral of the story is, accept the fact that at some point in the future, Michael Fassbender is going to fuck each and every one of us. Like, yeah. That's, that's yeah, and by the way, if you haven't seen it, I literally feel like his penis should get top billing because you see it a lot in the movie. What movie a is lot. this? Shame. Shame. The it's cowboy movie? Steve. No, no, no. Shame, not Shane. Yeah. Shane. <laughs> like, come back, Shane. Michael come back. That's where I was at too, Max. I was like, Shane, like, what the is that a John Wayne movie? Shane, uncut. All right. Now, who's in this movie? Besides John Wayne? <laughs> yes, besides John Wayne. Michael Fassbender. Did you say Michael Steve Fassbender. McQueen? Steve McQueen's the director. Oh, crap. There's a second Steve McQueen. There's actually. a second Steve the, McQueen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The African American. I'm not, like, what? Not rising motorcycle. <laughs> no, oh, not. God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm stoned, but I'm not that stoned. Like, what the hell is going on right here? <laughs> Can I ask Max? I, mean, uh, I, just, I just love that for half that description of the movie, Max thought it was Shane. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm flipping out. Like, because I'm sitting here trying to figure out how Michael Fassbender was in Shane. I'm yeah. like, that is no, that doesn't make any sense. How old is this dude? He looks amazing. <laughs> well, it, it, took the, it took the reboot in a completely different direction. Yeah. <laughs> I was there too. I just didn't say anything because I didn't want to look stupid. Like, I guess uh, he was in the movie. <laughs> no, it's it's better to understand than oh, to, to worry about how stupid you look. Uh, he was the kid at the end. That's, that's, that's <laughs> like the comeback chain. Yeah, see, that was that was Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he took that message a little bit literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for this shit. <laughs> you know, like, no, that. no, I just, no. She's like, fuck this. In six years, I'm going to be dating a Norse god. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd say that's a step up. But, yeah, like, would you take Hayden Christensen or fucking uh, Hemsworth? <laughs> he looks like a cuddler. You know? Would you give him a telekinetic hand job? We fucking wanted one. <laughs> someone's trying. Someone's trying to lift the hammer <laughs> <laughs> with their mind. If he doesn't call his penis, oh yes, now, you are worthy. <laughs>
So, uh, thank you for watching. Just to recap. Can we, can we not end on that, please? I don't want to go. Uh, if you if you enjoyed this episode, or if you'd rather us go back to just playing old episodes and just... We can oh do that, God. too. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Our Sunday viewers, you all just got to taste Who, Who's next to lift the hammer? <laughs> Sing more! <laughs> it would be better because they can take a meeting. They're like regular and strong. You don't have to hold back. <laughs> Did you just use the phrase take a meeting to describe a telekinetic hand job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, all of us at Three Geeks Podcast have a great night. I'm no. going to end right here. <laughs>
We love Matlock. We certainly do. And so with that, we'll see you in the courtroom. Well, not literally, figuratively. Hey, this is Leah Jones, and you are listening to the Three Geeks Podcast. Hello, everybody. We are back from our very long commercial break. And, um, you know, I I know I said, I didn't say this on the thing, but um, I said that I was going to retire that greatest hits bit. But I, it's some joy I get watching that with Max in the room and him laughing at himself <laughs> for eight minutes. I like, laugh at other people, too. Don't think it's like I'm only laughing at myself. I'm like, I think I'm the funniest person on the planet. I laugh at other things, too. I just happen to say funny things. Max, I'm doing the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> it's so good. I do enjoy seeing Dan laugh really, really hard, though. And it's sometimes like we broke Dan in a couple of those. And it really made me, it brought joy to my heart. It doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. The, the shame and shame confusion is hilarious. Yeah, still. That, that never gets old. That never gets old. Is the, uh, the, the, the racist comment that we're talking about. And, and I'm like, yeah, we need more whitewashing. And Dan, like, God love you, totally commits to just like, I've been saying it for years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> warm hair, like it was so perfect. I was, I, that's my thing. It was, it was good. It's good, but I, but I'm not just looking at myself. I'm just glad Ma Max is like that. Black dude is just so good. So, yeah. so good. Good looking guy. Where did this podcast find this guy? But uh, anyway. I am going to be passing over the hosting role over to Max in just a second, but I want to introduce Casey to the show. Casey hasn't been on the show yet. Casey is the other half of the scene snobs. How are you doing today, bud? Hey, doing very well. How are you all doing today? Good, Good man. Good. Fantastic. Thanks. Fantastic. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Nice to meet you in person. A pleasure. Yes. We always communicate via comments. So now it's a uh, face to face. It's wonderful. You look beautiful, by the way. You're Thank much you better too. in person. 100%, so. man. Apparently, um, when you're busy, make found another guy that lives in a sea town in Ohio and he calls me now and he's like, Jason, I need somebody from Ohio. I know you're not from Cincinnati, but you're from Columbus. It's the same thing. Let's, uh, let's do something. Don't tell the Bengals. My first choice is always somebody from Springfield, but they never answer. So I just figured I'd just go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right. I'm going to help give the hosting over to Max. Is there, is there a remake intro? Just me going. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I got. I, uh, I didn't know if there's like an actual remake intro, but all right, here we go. Remake. Well, since they're having a conversation in person while they're on camera, yeah, yeah. we're very professional. Did you file your taxes yesterday? Did you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, That's tomorrow, bro. Tomorrow, I'm filing my taxes. I'm very excited. Can we, all right, here we go. Remake Revolution. We've got uh, Team Scene Stop, which is going to be a Mick and Casey. Versus, uh, or what are, you, what are you guys calling yourself? Team Matt Talk. Team Matt Talk. All right, here we go. I thought oh. we were going to be the Danny Blasters. Wait, we're going to be the Danny Blasters. The Danny Blasters. That's the name of Scott Valentine's character on Matlock with the greatest 80s name, Johnny Blast. I'm surprised. Danny that Blaster? Danny Blaster. I'm surprised that was wasted on Matlock. Like, that could have been an action franchise right? starring like... the world's greatest Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme is... Danny Blaster. Blaster. It sounds okay. like a porn name. No. Exactly. Remake Revolution. <laughs> the Danny Blasters versus Team Scene Snobs. Uh, we're going to get it up. We're doing Weekend at Bernie's this time around, the classic comedy film. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get it going. Let's get ready to remake! Dun, dun, 
Do you want something for that? Because I, I I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> it's better than watching Jason's go. Dat, 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 dat. That was, that wasn't enough, Dan. Come on, that was money. <laughs> can I can I request one thing real quick? Can you make Casey big real quick in the screen? Yes. I want to want to point something out. Yes. Look what this man is wearing. I came ready, ready to do this pitch here for you all. Ready, very excited, very excited. Big stuff for you. Is that a cigar? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's for the look. I just, I don't like it. I'm like Will Smith in that Miami. <laughs> oh, he's going to get some bonus I points. All right. I didn't know there was going to be props. <laughs> John and I are uh, not hey, prepared. Hey, you know, this, is, this is, this harkens me back to the, um, uh, the Showgirls uh, remake, where you know, like we just got a bunch of new things, and uh, and it was all it was all good stuff. So like now we got props, we got whole uh, remake personas, and I dig it. Um, so that's that's uh, that's looking good for Team Seas now. They came to play. Well, you know what messed me up is we have a poster too that I made up, and I don't know how to put it on. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Send it to Jason. Yeah, I'm gonna send it right to Jason now. I didn't want to give it away too early because it, you know it's got all the stars on it. Send it to Justin. Justin, can you give him your email in the um yeah, private right. chat? Yeah, one sec. All right. But uh how remake revolution works is uh we are going to hear two pitches for a remake of a movie, and um uh, we're gonna be judging them on uh their picks for uh the cast, the writer director, the um uh what is it? The, uh, marketing. marketing and um the uh i'm so good at this i'm a great host dan will be judging everybody <laughs> yeah, on dan their on their pitch their cast their director pitch. and their marketing campaign and if there's a tie the soundtrack or dan can pick a dan can pick a a a, a free topic that he has right off the spot i've done that before as a judge and uh, that'll be the tiebreaker if, if there's something that he wants to, to do is that too. So, you know, that's a little more fair where you guys are both Johnny on the spot with that. But uh, here we get to go. Um, I'm going to allow the scene stops to go first. Boo! Uh, because this is their, their first remake. Uh, so, you guys, what is your pitch for the remake of Weekend at Bernie's? Well, I mean, we didn't want to change things too much. Because let's face facts, Weekend at Bernie's is a classic. It is Good a story. riveting, riveting story um, about two best friends, Larry and Richie, who find out in up-to-date 2021 that their tech firm has lost $500 million in investors' money. So they take it to the attention of their boss, Bernie Lomax, with the hopes that they can parlay it into maybe a promotion or just being on the man's radar. Bernie, as they don't know, was the one that embezzled the money. So he devises a plan to invite them to his Australian bungalow for a weekend of whisked away as parties and being a part of the lavish lifestyle that Bernie lives. So they take him up on the offer. They race out there, they get there, and they find out he's dead. He was killed by a sexy assassin named Tina who was still in the house as they showed up and as she was sneaking out, took their passports. So now they're stuck there in Australia with a dead body that they have to pretend that's alive so they can get through the weekend without being blamed for it. Another beautiful, beautiful sneaky uh, character who they don't really know is trying to get close to them, 
is an actually an FT, uh, FTC agent who's investigating Bernie Lomax. And so now they have to avoid her. They have to avoid the sexy assassin that has been hired by Bernie's wife. And they have to have fun antics in the partying lifestyle that Bernie leaves behind. This is Weekend at Bernie's. Very exciting. We're going to travel to Australia. It's sexy. It's big. Who doesn't love that, huh, Australia? Right now, it's so hot. So that gives us a beautiful setting. We're going to come from L.A. Everybody loves L.A. It's easy. It's simple. It's already there. We got our sound screen, our studios all set up. We're good to go. I'm telling you, folks, this is a winner. I love Casey. You guys already. Ellie's <laughs> <laughs> already, already there. Max. Now you see where I get the madman from? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's a good pitch. It's a solid pitch. All right. Team Danny Blasters, what is your pitch? Hold on, John. Don't talk yet. Uh, just so you know, just, just so you know that uh, as that was playing, I uh, I was waiting on somebody to knock on the door, go Goldberg, we're ready, and I headbutted the door and walked to my chair. So, All right, we're ready to go. Bloody, I feel so like it's very one sided right now. We have they have commercials and everything else. <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that's the first. That's yeah. the first on remake revolution. The, the, the walkout music. We need some fireworks. Man, we got to have good. something to do, man, because you've got a Casey on your team. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is fair. We got options. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, our pitch. Um, our pitch is going to take place in current times as Bernie Lomax Jr. has been named President of the United States. He is a popular and a good president. He is handsome. He is dashing. He's got personality. He has the highest approval rating ever. He's eliminated corruption. He has created social programs to help people. He has brought peace and unity to our great country. He is so beloved that the NFL just renamed the team the Washington Bernies. That's how beloved he is. <laughs> Alvin Shields is his vice president. Sadly, Alvin is inept. He's incompetent. He's the former governor of Iowa. And the only reason why he is on the ticket and the only reason why he's in the White House is because he could garner all the votes in the Midwest. With about three months left in his reign, Bernie Jr. dies from eating fish due to an unknown allergy. Bernie's two trusted chiefs of staff find his corpse. And one of the chiefs of staff, one of the chiefs of staff who is played by Zac Efron, by the way, Calls his father, played by, of course, Andrew McCarthy, reprising his role as Larry. Well, don't get into casting in the middle of your pitch. Sorry. My bad. Apologies. <laughs> Anyways, one of the chiefs asks what they should do, and his father suggests that they must pretend Bernie is still alive for the remainder few months of his reign, because if the inept Shields takes office, the country is in grave danger. So much like the original, there's lots of awkward moments with dead Bernie Jr., like Bernie visits the Prime Minister of England, there are several press appearances. He throws out the first pitch at a Nationals game. There's many different, like, first real close calls with, uh, with Pre Vice President Shields who suspects something. In fact, in fact, as a plot point, 
Vice President Shields think something is up that he decides to hire a private investigator to follow around the two chiefs of staff and Bernie. This creates even more awkward converse, or excuse me, more awkward situations like the original film. But the chiefs of staff know. They know that they have to do more than just, you know, moving his arms and moving his legs. They got to do something to really make sure that in today's society, folks think Bernie Jr. is still alive. So what do they do? They hire two podcasters to create a voice for Bernie by recording lots of different common phrases and putting them into an MP3 file. And of course, as one of the pinnacle points of comedy for our film, the first time they try to get Bernie to talk at a whip at a ribbon cutting for an old folks home, it's the wrong files. And so we get the old Howard Stern gag where it's not quite what it's supposed to be. And it's like, you old people are stupid and laughter <laughs> entails or laughter, laughter happens. Eventually though, Shields finds out the truth, and he accidentally kills Bernie by knocking him over a guardrail. And a city bus runs over Bernie. A bunch of rollerblade skaters skate over him, and a pack of wild dogs tears him from limb to limb. Congress must investigate Bernie's death. So for the last three months of uh, his reign, the Speaker of the House is now in charge. Fade to black. Hey, can I ask a question? Sure. So are we remaking Bernie or rebooting Bernie? And are we remaking Dave? <laughs> we went for a requill, a requill, a uh, reboot sequel. Uh, yeah, um, hey, Andrew McCarthy showed up. That's a reboot. <laughs> uh, um, all, right, it out. all right. So we've got uh, Weekend at Bernie's Australian Adventures versus uh, Weekend at Bernie's The West Wing Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Those are two very interesting pitches. Um, <laughs> Dan, you all good? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, to make sure our judge is on board, let's do it up with the next topic. We'll start with Team Danny Blasters. Uh, go ahead and let's get cast out of the way since you're so excited for that. All right. Well, there's only one man who can play Bernie Lomax Jr., and that one man is Taika Watiti. What better man can play a dead man? Taika Watiti. He's already done it once. <laughs> he can do it again. Next up, we have Chief of Staff 1 and 2. The first Chief of Staff is played by Kumail Nanjiani. I wanted to make sure I said that right, even though I said it slowly. Uh, Chief of Staff number 2. Wait. Yeah. Who was that? <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. What's he who from? Was, who was oh, that? Uh, big Sick is what he's most known for. He's an up-and-comer. He's going to be in the new Marvel Eternals. Silicon okay. Valley. Okay. Silicon Thank Valley. You. Yes, Thank yes. Um, Chief of Staff number two is Mr. Zach Efron, who is a dream. Those eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Alvin Shields is played by Martin Donovan. John, this is Camille for, for those that don't know. Ah, thank you, Justin. Yep. I think we're lost on Martin Donovan now. Uh, Martin Donovan is a, is a character actor. He's been in, like, right now he's been in all of Nolan's stuff. He was in Inception, Insomnia, Tenant. Uh, he was in The Opposite of Sex as a, as a lead. Um, good night. He's been in uh, SVU, a couple of episodes of that. He's just one of those character <laughs> actors that's been in a bunch of things. There you go. Thank you, Justin. Uh, yep. That's Martin Donovan. It's a crappy all image right. of him, but yeah, got it. 
<laughs> and then we got Private Investigator, an actor who we haven't seen in some time, Mr. Keen Holiday. If you might know, Keen Holiday is playing Tyler Hudson on the hit television series Matlock. Check out our podcast. Pause for laughter here. <laughs> uh, Dad is played by Andrew McCarthy. All right. Podcaster number one. Joel McHale. And I really want to see this podcast happen. Podcaster number two is Jesse Camacho. All right. Here we go. We got the last few. Okay. Uh, British PM, Prime Minister Jody Whitaker. You might know her from the latest Doctor Who's. We figure she needs something to like kind of wash off the Doctor Who that she was stuck with. <laughs> and um, Speaker of the House, Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> and then finally, the VP aide, because we had to put her in this movie, Alicia Vikander. Strong. <laughs> She's just an aide? <laughs> She's the vice president aide, Max. She's the fucking Tomb Raider, bro. <laughs> she is. She's too young to be the British prime minister. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hey, and Vikander needs to keep shields on point okay because he goes off you know she's got to wrangle him all the time be a main character okay, okay, yeah she's a main fair. character man fair fair that's fair. all that's all we got <laughs> all right uh dan you all good you get everybody yep. okay uh team c snobs what's the cast looking like all well, right before we start though can we throw up our you sure can to show our main stars oh Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> some big times here some big times we got some real hot sexy people let me tell you so what we're gonna do is we're gonna fire it up first we got bernie right in the title role who better than mr huge jackman himself right fresh <laughs> off that there logan he's gonna be real hot he's real big time all right he's done that show man we know he can do anything he's got range uh you know what i mean baby all right next we got that there ryan reynolds as larry all right. And let me tell you what, that Canadian bow can do anything with that Deadpool look and that Van Wilder. He's a killer, huh? He's going to be a big draw. <laughs> then playing the, the role there of Richie, we got a Kevin Hart. Huh? What a funny guy. What a funny guy. You're not going to find a funny guy. You got a Kevin Hart. You got a Ryan Reynolds carried around this huge Jackman. Huh? I tell you, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And then, uh, we got, hey, hey, Mick, why don't you go ahead and carry on there? Who, who we got for our sexy assassin, huh? Our sexy assassin has played a, none other than Australian beauty. Tina is the name of the character, Margot Robbie. Now, then we have the beautiful FTC agent who's investigating Bernie Lomax and has to come and get close to the guys as she can and becomes a love interest. Hot right now, Zendaya. So hot. So huge. But you have to have Bernie's wife, who hires Margot Robbie's Tina to kill him, and she's going to play be played by none other than the magnificent Mexican actress, Selma Hayek. Oh, I, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. That is awesome. <laughs> well, you, you know from that Desperado, she really crushed it. So, <laughs> And, you know, Madman, if I'm correct, you can't have a movie with Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Hart, and... Hugh Jackman and have fuse like that and not have a special cameo appearance by none other than The Rock. Well, of course. You gotta have The Rock. At one of the parties during the weekend by both Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. 
And of course, if we're going to be in Australia, we'd be failing at an opportunity to not have that famous Dundee character, Mr. Paul Hogan himself in there, right? Playing none other than a tabloid journalist trying to get pictures of Mr. Lomax. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the movie Weekend at Birdies. You're welcome. Uh, I have a question real quick for teen scene snobs. Okay. May I? May I ask my question? Please. Um, Did you decide to do Jackman and Reynolds because of their ongoing feud about their uh, respective liquors? Now you'll notice that the heat coming off of them right now is pretty big, and we'll tie into that later. We'll tie into that in marketing. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Um, now, Selma Hayek. I knew you were gonna say Selma Hayek, and she is one of my favorite actresses. So I appreciate. Uh, and and again, Casey, you're just the best. Appreciate Max. This is awesome. This is a blast, man. It was awesome for this. Um. All right. No. Good cast. Good cast. Both of you. Uh, both teams there. Moving on to writer director. Um, we'll go. We'll go. Team scene snobs hot off their their fresh cast. Uh, what, what would you mind if I, Casey? Would you mind if I took this one real quick? Oh, please, by all means. What is one thing that Taika Waititi is better at than playing a dead guy? Uh, probably like, creating the story for a dead guy, and maybe directing it. Writer director Taika Waititi, who knows Australia just as well as he knows New Zealand, because they're neighbors. Oh, yeah. Right, they're right there. We're, we're selling it, baby. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love this guy. All right, so- I can send you a picture of our notes. He is the director. So when you said him, I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, we, we've, we've had these issues before. Oh, also, um, I don't know if we've had a remake revolution where The Rock wasn't mentioned in like five or six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a reason he's mentioned. If you're going to market a movie with Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart, you got to have The Rock in it. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> so we're going I mean, Taika Martini for Team Scene Snob, uh, writer and director. Uh, team Danny Blasters. Who who are you going with, writer director? Uh, well, we thought that our writer would be somebody that could do double duty, as he's shown before that he can do that uh, with directing and doing some voiceover work at The Mandalorian. Our writer is Taika Watini. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's so hot right now. <laughs> but, but we decided to go in a different direction for director because we need somebody with some pizzazz. We need somebody that can bring a, a narrative of a unique style. A unique style. And he he's he's was born and raised right up the road in Baltimore, Maryland. We're talking about none other than the director of our film, John Waters. All right, like John it. Waters is good choice. He does a lot of stuff. <laughs> what uh, what stuff has he done? Because our our uh, our judge looked a little. No, no, no. I I I know who John Waters is. Okay, hundred okay. percent knows who John Waters. Is. <laughs> oh yes, trust me. You want to eat shit off the sidewalk? You get John Waters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, excellent. <laughs> I misjudged that look on your face. You might have had a had a hot sausage. Yeah, there he is, right oh, there. No. <laughs> nice stash, though. Yeah. Always jealous of that stash. All right, so we're we're burning right through this. Um, here we go. With- oh shit, man, we got to stretch it out. It's only been like twenty minutes. 
I didn't know what Casey is so so concise and just like on the point with that, with that cigar there. Well, we're pitching, baby. We got points to make. We got money yeah. to burn. Let's do this. Ah. <laughs> All right, moving on to the marketing. Uh, we'll go team Danny Blasters. Who? Uh, what are we going to do for marketing? In conjunction with Weekend at Bernie's, Denny's can now service your hunger and funeral needs. Lay your loved ones to rest while you feast on a Super Slam for $6.99. And don't forget to see Weekend at Bernie's only in theaters. Well, oh, we big fan of the Denny's. Like that. That's good stuff. Love Denny's. Yeah, tell you what. Who doesn't want to have a funeral at Denny's? You can have some good breakfast while you're... Loved one lays there rotting. I mean, when yeah, you like, need to be slammed six feet under, they got the grandest <laughs> one. <laughs> that was our slogan. Casey, you might want to not help the other team. It's a Denny's thing. I just get really excited. <laughs> All right. Part, part of Denny's. <laughs> what else do you guys do you broke John. You were thinking, you were thinking, you were thinking, what restaurant symbolizes dead people more than any other restaurant in the world? Like, where do you go and get a quality meal for under seven dollars? Like, Denny's. I could see it being done at Denny's. Oh my god! I mean, not the funeral, but like if you're going to eat somewhere. No, the funeral. The casket will be there with you. How do you make that happen? That is. Oh, you do, Matt. That is unclean, sir. It doesn't matter. It's Denny's. They don't care. They Denny's don't is care. not clean to begin with. Forever unclean. That's why I like the coffee because you can taste the seven days later. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> One idea I had John did not like was I wanted the the body to sit and have breakfast with you. Like yeah, that would be creepy. That's super dark. But at the Denny's that you could take photos with that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean they they have during during you know, the COVID thing. There there, there was a couple restaurants that, that were using like mannequins to sit at their table so you wouldn't sit there. So it'd be, be kind of like that, but you know. Kind of, kind of a cross between that and uh, but decomposing you know, when, you, when you stuff animals, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like that too. All right, we, have, we have other marketing ideas. Okay, we have plenty of others. Jason, <laughs> got, you got to change the, uh, the the piece of sausage <laughs> on the fork every morning. <laughs> the formaldehyde in the body, so you don't lose an arm. Good job, <laughs> Jason. What's some of our other ideas? All right. So for uh, to reach out to the demographic of the elderly, the, the people that will be attending John and I's putting hours when we start doing live Matt talks, we have Keen Holiday in the film to promote his return to acting for the elderly community who love Matlock. Also, we have Weekend at Bernie's IG and TikTok filters. Why not just be sitting there? You can take your photo and Taika Waititi is leaning up against you or, you know, doing the wave. Or whatever, whatever Taika Waititi does when he's dead. Also, <laughs> video games. And we're thinking this is going to be an 8-bit throwback, which has been really popular lately with the video games and the kids. So we are suggesting a digital download 8-bit NES-style game for Weekend at Bernie's. I'm picturing it almost like a Gilligan's Island, but not as bad. But, you know, the fact that Gilligan always has to be with you, you've always got to have Bernie with you. You can't just leave Bernie's dead body rotting while you go and try to beat the game. you got to be carrying him. And then, of course, the funeral at Denny's. You can rent the Denny's mm -hmm. restaurant for a limited time, and they just wheel in that casket, and you can enjoy some great breakfast. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know if I could enjoy my moon <laughs> moon over my hammy with a dead body right over there. <laughs> well, it You'll would be, be surprised. Try having uh, breakfast with my aunt Edna. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stop helping them. <laughs> <laughs> so, does can you this, explain this... the game mechanics a little better? What's that? Can Can you explain the game mechanics a little better? Um, yes, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but you have to carry a body with you. And okay. it's on your phone. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> Don't, right. don't chip in there, John. It, 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 that that just dropped. Uh, <laughs> gonna be on the what Switch and Xbox. John is oh, John's yeah, an old man. There we John go. All right. Acres at his house. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to take John. It's gonna be on the Switch, the Xbox One, and the PS4. Four. <laughs> We're not making the jump to the new uh, systems right. yet. Not a lot of people own them, so we want this to hit as many eyes as possible. I mean, besides the Xbox One, one would be backwards compatible, so that's fine. Yeah, see, there you go, Dan. Thank you, thank you. All right, <laughs> team team snobs going to help themselves instead of helping the other team. <laughs> no. We're going to give this a shot. We're going to try this time. We're going to see what we got here. So, well, well if I may, because Madman. You got you got to put the period on the sentence. You're too good. So let me just start off by saying we have aviation gin. We've got whatever Hugh Jackman's coffee is. <laughs> we have um, Australia backing us up. You know, beautiful tourist Australia. You know, we have all these beautiful places, all these exotic places. And now, listen, Denny's is great. Denny's is great. You go and eat at Denny's, but. That's a great breakfast. Where are you going for dinner? Now, if you're in Australia, but here in the States, you want you can't make it there. You can't go on a tour. You want to get something to eat, you're going to Outback. Boom. And Outback has our back because let's put it this way. Weekend at Bernie's is about the party. So we got Outback Steakhouse to offer special low max gin drinks with aviation gin for Weekend at Bernie's coming out 2021 this summer. Boom. There you go. Man, Print man, it. Put that period on the sentence. It's beautiful. So what we're going to do, we got a slag, we got a little line for you, you know. Bernie is the life of the party, except for one small detail. He's dead. Come on. Sells itself right there. Whole line. Eat it. One little morsel. It's perfect, I tell you. Plus, we're going to have that viral campaign. All these kids are about nowadays. Look at all these faces on this screen right now. Just like now, except imagine you got a Kevin Hart in there. You got a Hugh Jackman on there. You got a Ryan Reynolds on there. And they're using their Instagram book faces. And they're taking all the tweeters. And they're sending them against each other, right? Huh? It's a big fight. It's a party. That's what it's going to be. It sells itself. Don't have to spend any extra money. I'm telling you, it's beautiful, baby. All right. So that's gonna be huge. <laughs> huge. All right, so um, oh, you guys are also uh, so you said you you know you're, you're tying in Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman's own personal thing. You want you want, and then also just translating all of that into a uh, an outback. But this summer, Hugh Jackman won't be laughing. He'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can we just cut that? Just that's that's that, that sound bite. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm directly quoting Jason Taylor. <laughs> that's a hell of a threat, there, Jesus. <laughs> that's how we started. The whole time he's running for his life, right? It gets the idea, except he's dead. <laughs> I can see the headlines now. Podcast arrested after threatening you. <laughs> what if he was poisoned by a coffee in your movie? What if like he's laughing, man? Oh. Listen, if if us losing means I'm not going to jail, then fine. J vote for them. <laughs> All right. Um the publicity, though, if he's listening, my goodness. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah, push the limits. I love the greatest showman, Hugh Jackman. We'll let uh, Dan uh, sit oh. there with our notes. We're going... Hmm. You take a minute to deliberate. Uh, we're going to... Yeah, Dan. Uh, Soundtrack. Soundtrack. Okay, yes. Soundtrack. We'll go team scene stop. Who? What, what are you doing for the soundtrack? Now, there's a lot of big music out there right now, and I know you all been hearing some of these songs. Well, when I think about partying, and if these guys are going away for a weekend, then wouldn't it be ideal to have the weekend do the soundtrack? Huh? A la Prince, the whole soundtrack, it's him, the weekend, with special featured guest Zendaya, because that girl's got pipes. <laughs> Song being... Meet me at Bernie's. Boom. All right. Excellent. 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 And I like the uh, the cross there. I mean, since you've already got Zendaya in the movie, huh. make, like, let's use your talents a little bit more. Uh, Team Danny Blasters, what, what are you feeling about this soundtrack? Well, like he said, you, you want to party, right? You want to party. You want to have a good time. There's only one man that screams party more than anybody else, and that is Paul Simon. Paul Simon did the soundtrack for the original Week in the Bernies. And we feel that Paul Simon can still deliver on a 2021 version of Week in the Bernies. So the master of parties. Retro. Retro. It's in. That's right. Retro. Paul Simon Retro. is the man. Let's get Paul Simon for president. J just Simon or you're going to get that Garfinkel guy? <laughs> no, no Garfinkel guy. No Garfinkel. No, sorry, Simon's good. He's got this. Yeah. He's all right. No, no, like remake of the Sound of Silence. <laughs> Again. Actually, horribly depressing. Come on. <laughs> all right. So Paul Simon doing your whole your whole soundtrack. Um, <laughs> the weekend uh, with features featuring Zendaya on a couple tracks there. Uh, okay. So yeah, we'll let our judge deliberate a little bit over his picks. Uh, talking to Justin and Amit, uh, who are you feeling right now? What was your best pick? Uh, I, I was I was kind of curious. The Denny's thing will it will it infringe on Baconalia? Because that's really important to me, and that would. <laughs> um, you know what? Well, you know, you can book your own funeral. So I mean, it, it hopefully. But the bacon, John. What about the bacon? <laughs> the bacon will be fine. Yeah, so you can still um, get it. It'll be fine. Baconalia kills three percent of Americans. It, 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 They're that, making their own customers. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Right. <laughs> you know what, Justin? You get extra bacon, whatever you just said. Yeah. You we just gonna we're just gonna put it all we're gonna put all the lard on the breakfast. Yeah. We're gonna that. make it rain bacon like you it do. It sounds very keto. I'm in all day. Sounds very keto. 
I, you know what? I, I sort of like the the new direction with the Oval Office. It's it's a completely brand new take. On, I don't think we've seen it. it, and with a dead person in the office, I think that's great. Uh, but I do love the retro. I, I love going back and remaking Weekend at Bernie's. That's just what's in. That's what everybody's doing. Just keep cashing in on it. I love it. I love it. Um, the soundtrack's fantastic. I, I think that's a great idea. Gives India that uh, that new outlet uh, on that as well. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards the scene snaps on this. All right, all right. Uh, Dan's still deliberating. Um, so yeah, Justin, what was what was some of your favorite picks? Um, well, I enjoyed the sales pitch very much by Casey. Um, that alone is points in my book because that made me laugh a lot. So that's. Um, and I appreciated the the Denny's commercial. That was really good. Um, I, 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 the poster was also a lot of fun. So some uh, of the highlights for me. Quick question. Was the Denny's commercial better than the Taco Bell commercial? Yes. Uh, it, it's something we can play more often. <laughs> <laughs> so in conjunction with Weekend at Bernie's, Denny's can now service your but again, <laughs> just because you run on the podcast. I put the poster up again. <laughs> there you got something? We got this. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, it is time for the judgments. Drum roll, please. Here we go. Weekend at Bernie's. How are we doing it, Dan? Yeah, drum roll and everything. All right. Uh, so for the pitch, the, the scene snobs just pretty much did the old weekend at Bernie's but made it newer. Which is cool. Um, it was it was helped along by Casey's cosplay, which is awesome. <laughs> so, That's how Casey really sounds. That's how he <laughs> all the time. I don't I don't think so because he's been talking in the middle of things and he eleven cigars later. Well it was just me making up another voice that sounds normal. <laughs> smoke menthols, you're gonna say something like Lemmy now. You're like, <laughs> Ace of Spades, the Ace of Spades. But uh, okay, so the team Danny Blasters, uh, I like your pitch because it's something new. I like the whole presidential thing. Um, it does sound close to my fellow Americans, except uh, you know, Jack Lemon's dead, <laughs> but but <laughs> rest in peace, Jack Lemon. I'm going with you guys. All right. <clears throat> All right. We'll take that. We did have a we had a president who didn't know he was in office from 87 to 88, which is almost the same. Okay. Point to Team Danny Blaster. Wait, Dan, did my Venmo not go through? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make it look convincing. I haven't gotten shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Cast. Uh Team Gargle Blasters. You uh <laughs> what in the world was that? <laughs> a gargle blaster. Oh man. Uh that's uh, uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um all right. I like some yes, of your cast, but the rest of your cast makes the, the part that I like kind of just go and be bare level ground again. Um I, I <laughs> Dave Chappelle was great, but Zach Efron, to me, not so good. 
And uh, Taika Waititi shows up everywhere on here, so he kind of gets stricken out. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, Scene snobs. Um, I I like your Hugh Jackman. I I especially like that he just kept saying huge. Uh, (laughs) Everybody needs a huge Jackman. Um, Yeah, I I, got to go with scene snobs on that one because of the, the, the diversity of the cast. And I, I don't like Jodie Whittaker being in this one. Yes. All right, all right. Uh, Huzzah! Tight point. Race. Tight race. So, uh, writer director, <laughs> they're the same, <laughs> except you added John Waters, and I like that a lot. So we're going with that one. <laughs> we're going with John Waters. Uh, <laughs> oh, I told you, John. John Waters would get us a point. <laughs> I knew. Oh, yeah. Play towards your judge, people. Come on. <laughs> feel, that is a little unfair. That is a little unfair that we knew Dan would pop for that. Uh, you know. Okay. All right, so, Team Danny Blasters got two points to the scene stops one. Yes. This this next point could end it right now. It could. Uh, <laughs> Dramatic. I can't, I, can't, I can't say that because oh. I haven't gone through it yet. But <laughs> okay, uh, Team Danny Blasters. I like the Denny's funeral idea. Okay, the problem is that you're marketing it to old people who aren't going to go to the movie theater this summer because they're going to die. <laughs> so trouble with the Mad Talk audience. You see, yeah, that's that's a big problem. <laughs> Like I just, I just have Denny's Wait. funeral uh, phone filters, old people, eight bit throwback, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I like the eight bit game, but they always suck. Like, like I, I bought the Stranger Things game that sucked. I bought, I, I, I played the Cobra Kai game that also kind of sucked. So, sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> um, I like the Outback and the viral campaign, and you just have all the actors doing actory things. So that's got to go to scenes now. All right, tied up again. We're still in this. So So then, all come down to soundtrack. Rig, here we go. (laughs) I want to recount the soundtrack. Danny Blasters went with Paul Simon, which is fine. (laughs) Scene snobs went with The Weeknd, and one one of the actresses in it, and they had a, a song. Written specifically for this, and they had a title for said song. So it goes to scene snobs. Yes! 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 Um, What I would like to say is, I would like for all of the Matt Talk followers to come down to Columbus, Ohio, and we're going to storm Jason's house. And (laughs) wait, why? Why why are you storming Jason's house? (laughs) Oh, sorry, Dan. He's not even the judge. It's even better. (laughs) Let's go after him. Dan's like, uh, all right. I'm fine with this. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Dan's house. Fine. You, can, you can go to Jason's house. Great. Uh, okay. Probably got like you know some some kind of pudding for you. He's he's got lots of Matt talk and and Matt Locke. See, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that is excellent. All right, scene stops with their first appearance. Take this win convincingly by one point. Hold on, who made that? Who made that? Uh, I, I I did it real fast. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, why did I not do Hugh Jackman dead in front of a stake? Right? <laughs> just for that. Yeah. As soon as soon as Casey brought out the character, I'm like, we're done, John. This is I thought we I thought we could hang in there until we got the soundtrack. And then once they said weekend, I'm like, we're fucked. I was worried about our cast too because our cast wasn't aimed at Dan. It was just our personal favorite actors. I mean, you don't have to aim it at me, but I mean, I I, I need something a, a little more off the wall and fun. Yeah, Dan, Dan appreciates uh, originality and and oddity. I feel like um, yeah, give him a space like, odyssey and you'll win. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that might work. I mean, we were, you, pushing you for, we were pushing for absurd. I feel like we kind of we, we yeah. ticked off a couple of those boxes. I told I told John. I said if we don't get any point, we will get a point for John Waters. He needs to be our director. <laughs> How are we doing? But, uh, I mean, yeah, very well. I, I really like Taika Waititi, but he's freaking everywhere in this. So <laughs> doesn't, really, doesn't really win anything. It's true. He does cancel uh, everything out. As soon as they said yeah. writer Taika, I was like, oh, yeah. no. It was funny because <laughs> we said that we said Taika Waititi to play a role in the movie, and we were both kind of like, no, 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 just write to writer director. Let's keep him out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was the only one I could see because watching those Mandalorian documentaries, he's got the mustache, you know, and I'm like, oh, he's, he's, he's gotta be it. He would be perfect for it. That's why I pitched him to Jason. I'm like, he's gotta be it. He's gotta be Lomax. For us, it was literally, we, we brought up that New Zealand fact and he was like, cause I was making fun of the Aussies and I said Kiwis and was like, well, that was wrong, but Taika Waititi's one and then boom. There you go. There you go. There it is. Then the magic happened. And that was it. It just all congealed. That's, well, that's we just thank you guys for choosing the better team today. <laughs> team scenes now. Uh, so humble. Win. <laughs> team well, are they part of the, uh, the, the March Madness? Yes, I was going to say the scene snobs will return in March for our March Madness tournament. I didn't get confirmation from Mick yet. Mick, is that confirmed? That's confirmed. We'll be back. All right. Well, see Jackman's lawyer has something to say about it. And uh, <laughs> everybody will be get the belts. Please back and grab belts on the line. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous. I, I must say, I'm gonna have to step up my game uh, if I gotta face Team Scene Snob at any time. Um, it's uh, that's yeah, that that you guys are a good team. That was a solid pick. I enjoy your movie. That that, that was solid, uh, solid uh, remaking right there. We will have all the rules ready to go here at the beginning of March. So yeah, we'll have we all the teams the, ready to go. We got awesome. rules. Returning, wow. I'm still working on negotiating with a few other teams, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, what else we got to plug? Scene snobs, uh, Mick, tell them about the channel. Uh, channel of uh, awesome shows. I mean, we're, we're filled with awesome shows. You guys are on there, uh, PVD cast, Matt Talk, uh, Three Geeks podcast, the Phantom Effect. Uh, Jeff Doskin presents the Crossing the Streams, the Scene Snobs podcast, Behind the Box podcast, so much more. Uh, just go to scenesnobs.com. Check us out. Casey and I are live on the Scene Snobs podcast every Tuesday at 9 p.m. You can check us out there. And then again, we're all together with friends on uh, Behind the Box the next week, uh, the next night at Wednesday at 7 30. 
Yeah, it's great stuff. I watch their episodes as much as I can. Sometimes it conflicts with other things, but I've moved all of our stuff away from conflicting with Mick. Actually, our interviews are now popping up on the Scene Snobs channel as well. Yes. I, I love the partnership so far, and uh, today was a good episode. Uh, we got the head of the Jamaican bobsled team joining us for an interview this week. Nice. I cannot wait for everybody to check that if out. If you can tell me his name in the movie, I'm going to be impressed with you right now. <laughs> I've never I, seen I it. it. You've never seen Cool Runnings? Never seen Oh cool my Running. God, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's one of the best John Candy movies, too. And we talked yeah, about Yeah, seriously. Yeah, come on. So good. So good. I'm so disappointed in you. I posted it in the Three Geeks chat. I'm surprised you didn't catch on. His, his, no, his, his mind blown. Oh, oh you, you haven't watched it. I got you. Yeah. I am, I am so in envious of you because you get to watch it for the first time and it's amazing. <laughs> I just don't Pretty understand how it's possible. You're such a John Candy fan. Like that this is and plus, with an incredible line, I feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaica, it's yeah. bobsled time. How would you not be sucked in? <laughs> There's a few I haven't seen that I need to see. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Like, right. Can you do that in your in your uh, uh, Mad Men voice now? Oh yeah, you feel the rhythm, you feel the rhyme. Come on, Jamaican, it's bobsled time. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like we just pivoted into like a Florida lady, like an old yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Oh, uh, darling, yes. We can do that too. In the private chat, I could probably get Larry to compete in Remake Revolution, but I think Carl Gottlieb would be a bit harder to get. Uh, I don't know. They're friends from college. We can do this i don't know justin i don't know about that i don't know about either one of them <laughs> i just thought it'd be funny oh larry would be great but anyway everybody check out the three geeks podcast matt talk uh animaniacs is returning this week monthly pool all the fun stuff i'm bringing back van damn nation i'm gonna cover all seven movies in the kickboxer franchise with <laughs> mick the two remakes are great i recommend everybody check them out and from all of us at the three geeks podcast have a wonderful day.